We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Victory pod in a long time. You're getting hype, bro. Bring it out. <laughs> Bring it out. Bring out the oh, crest. Bring, the Bring it out. Oh, there it is. Got a new uh, uh, tattoo on there. New ink, bro. Not quite done, but it's uh, something is in progress. But I'm, I'm freaking excited, man. I don't even. <laughs> last night uh, it was insane. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Well, we got a, we got a couple of games actually to talk about. We got the NYC game, uh, and then the game that y'all want to hear us talk about the the Wild. U.S. Open Cup victory over FC Dallas, Man. and uh, that's why this episode's a little later than usual. We're still getting you on a Wednesday, but uh, we uh, we didn't want to put out an episode that we recorded before the game happens, and uh, I'm kind of glad that we waited. Well, first off, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> welcome back, Frenchie. Uh, <laughs> Frenchie slipping Jimmy over here, but uh, <sighs> good times, huh? Good times in the, uh, the motherland. The, the motherland i don't think i have any french blood in me but yeah no it was fun went with my dad and my brothers saw the beaches of normandy went to paris for a few days toured oh uh, yeah parc de france which is where uh psg plays is that so. right okay bless you the uh <laughs> wait so you stormed the beaches where uh so you you shaved ryan's privates that's good stuff yep that's exactly what happened <laughs> and uh no it was cool and enjoyed it it's a trip that my dad's wanted to do for for a long time it's probably his last big trip um he's getting oh up there God. and so you sound that <laughs> got sad just now i'm just i mean hey you know nobody's I getting any younger <laughs> being honest i guess my goodness who knows it's... man I, you know what i'm taking your dad back to france next week next year <laughs> well <laughs> you know may god be with you because maybe a, i'll meet him it's a whole ordeal is it <laughs> so yeah i mean he can't walk around that well anymore so we're pushing him around in a wheelchair and oh shit um trying to navigate you know the public transit in a foreign country with a wheelchair That's where the right. metro system was built 100 years ago and is not wheelchair accessible but you yeah. can ride on the wheelchair like a sam's club shopping cart like on the back right yeah you just tie it to the back of the metro make sure the wheels are on, on the tracks no, and it's just... not what... <laughs> i meant you like you get to step on it and uh, go Wee. no 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 uh, oh, but thankfully, the, the buses in Paris are all wheelchair accessible, and their bus system ah, is great. So, very cool. Got around. Uh, unfortunately, PSG was on the road. We could not yeah. see them clinch their first place championship in Ligue 1 while we were there. So, 
it's okay. Why do you, why do you make the league sound so sexy? <laughs> league, uh. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's cool. Got to do the stadium tour, go on the field, see the press box, training room. I do have to say, I think sporting Kansas City's locker rooms and training room better than PSG's. Whoa. Well, you you can say that. I mean, you've now seen them both mm-hmm. uh, extensively, so that's yeah. cool. It was a, I was a little underwhelmed, honestly. When wow. I, like, even to the point where my brother walked in and he was like, this can't be their real locker room. And I'm like, no, this is their real locker room. Well, your brother is a Timbers fan. Uh, Pre-allegations. Pre <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie is no longer associating with the Timbers uh, in their current state. So We got, hey, there's room for him on the, uh, for the future U.S. Open Cup. 2022 champions that's right uh, if he wants his, to jump on all his soccer fandom right now is just focused on everton trying not to get relegated <laughs> sad life so, what is this that doesn't sound fun at all the life of an everton fan <laughs> so that's pretty much what it is i mean even today you know zero zero draw with watford so that's wow. uh it gets you a point but that's that's not really what you want to do when you're uh you know two points ahead of the relegation zone well, not when you're a sporting Kansas City fan and you're kind of getting used to these draws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And well, I, that's a good that's a good segue there for you. But we're glad you made zero, it back safe. <laughs> we're glad you made it back safe. I, uh, you know, tried to tried to host a pod last week with our, our best friend Jacob Peterson, and uh, <laughs> you know he ghosted me. He he big leagued me, if you will. He big leagued me. No. Uh, no. <laughs> he he apologized. He's a busy but man. Uh, next time, next He's time, busy I guess. Man. Um. Yeah, so uh, 0-0 draw against NYCFC. We're going to talk about that. But first, if you have not yet left us a five-star rating and review, please go ahead and do so. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. Helps us get found by more people. And the more people that find us, maybe we'll make some new sporting fans. You never know. It's kind of cool. That's right. That's right. What is in your hand right now? Is that airplane liquor? (laughs) Hand sanitizer. Oh, (laughs) I was like, you drinking airplane booze? No. You, You little hound. I have found that, like, recently when I've been on Zoom calls and such, I just, like, grab things on my desk and just start, like, playing with them. I don't know if I need, like, a fidget spinner or what. Ah. Or if I have, like, undiagnosed ADHD or something. I don't know. But, like, I've just been grabbing things. Like, there's, like, an Allen wrench here for no reason from when I built my desk that I'll sometimes have. And I'll just be, I don't know. Who knows what I'm That's doing. a little ADHD, man. My, my wife has that. She has one of those, like, uh, fidget cubes with mm-hmm. little things on the sides and gave me one and it just sat at my desk i i don't know <laughs> i guess i do not require that maybe i need to get a fidget spinner or a fidget cube i don't know those are fun too if you want to get made fun of the cube is a little more uh a little more acceptable no, the coolest man all the cool kids are using them all the cool adhd people <laughs> uh, get the cubes man you want to be a lame um let's jump in because we got a couple games to talk about let's jump into this nycfc game and this Rock was and one roll. that i you know i wasn't here to preview but had i been here to preview I would have been very pessimistic about our chances in this game. I think I think I was as well. I yes. think I was like, this is bad. I mean, this is the defending MLS Cup champions. This is bad. Yes. I mean, this is this is not the type of team that you want to go face on the road when... And they're scoring like crazy. They, they were are. doing great. They are. I uh, he I don't think he went... He was used in, in the game. Uh, he was not. But I forgot that um, our old pal Gideon Zalalem is on yep. nycfc that's right so that was uh that was interesting um you know reigning mls champions it helped that you know maxi morales did not start came in at the half but um you know hey it, it wasn't necessarily 
their first choice team, but that's okay. Um, they're still the reigning MLS champs. They're scoring like crazy. Um, they're, they're just in really good form, generally speaking. So, um, I mean, I guess they're sixth place in the East as of, as of now, but still, I mean, this is, this is a good team better than we are. So when you look at the lineup, I mean, we all heard the complaints, Kyrie Shelton up top again, people are mad, get over it. It seems like it's happening. Um, <laughs> basically the, the lineup that we expected, except we had Cam Duke back there, right back. Cause Zussi's still, still injured. So, you know, what were you looking forward to? How, how did you feel seeing this lineup? Or were you just kind of like, yeah, this is what I expect and this isn't going to go well. It's what you expected. I mean, it's as, as good a lineup as it could be. And mm-hmm. uh, given the circumstances and, you know, hang on, here we go. Like, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's an away game on a smaller uh, baseball field. I actually looked into going to this game, but because uh, I'd, I'd never been to City Field where they played uh, on the Mets stadium. So I thought that'd be neat. But uh, it's you ever you ever watched a game on a baseball field? I don't think I have. Because you didn't watch it here when they were on the T-Bones field, right? No. You weren't here yet. No, yeah. So I uh, I, I only watched one, and it was Yankee Stadium years ago uh, when we when NYCFC played Chicago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, man. It's weird. You feel very far from the action, very not as intimate as a soccer field. I mean, I guess I've seen the current when they were playing – you know, at, at um, sure. the stadium I guess that year. counts. So, yeah, I, I haven't But seen it's not that. Major League. Major League is no. like, Jesus, there's all these seats, and it's just right. too much going so, on. It's, it's pretty far, it, and it's interesting. But, um, I mean, I think the most interesting thing about the lineup, okay, you, see, you saw the lineup, and you're like, that's kind of what I expected, but I've been trying to tell people that all season long, they'd be like, why won't Peter do anything in the 4-3-3? And I'm like, he has been. Shut up. And look, once again, 4-3-1-2, a different formation. Like oh I, I need the people who are mad about the four three three formations to just step aside because that's not a valid criticism this year. There are many valid criticisms this year, but why does he only play the four three three? Is not one when almost for forty percent of the games they've played, they've done a different formation. It was getting hot. He's coming in here giving people stupid voices. <laughs> I just I, oh, I, there's mama. so much that you can say is a valid criticism, but I think I get annoyed when it's like. You get, and I'm not trying to put any particular group on blast, but what I would call the the basic cauldron Facebook complaints, where it's like you just have the same. T- it's like someone passed out a, sh- a sheet of talking points, and they're like, "Want to complain? <laughs> Make sure you hit these three points: four, three, yep. three. Kyrie Shelton bad. Why doesn't Peter sub? And it's like, okay, Vermees out, right? Like that's there's wild. Like I bro. said, there's many complaints that you can have about this season, but. Why doesn't he ever divert from the four three three? Even though he's used that for much of his tenure and even most of this season, he's tried different things. So. What's worse is when you see someone that you know and enjoy and respect, like commenting very negative stuff on like Sporting's Facebook posts, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, "Ah, man, that's real cool." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but it was interesting to see. This sort of four three one two. He had the three midfielders, and then he had uh, Johnny almost as a, a central attacking midfielder, setting up behind Daniel and Kyrie, and and it was just a different look. Um, you could you could say it was a, a little bit more defensive since sort of the midfielders were, were were dropped back a little bit. But I I liked that Peter looked at this and said, "Look, 
This is a smaller field. It's not as wide as it normally is. So having three forwards up top and being able to push out wide like they have might not work. And honestly, it almost paid dividends less than a minute into the game. Freaking Tim Melia with a hell of a kick. And he finds Daniel right at the other end. And Daniel almost made this 1-0 a minute into the game. Yeah, but why is Sean Johnson so good? Like, he's a great <laughs> goalkeeper, dude. And they even had a stat before this game showing that, like, Sean Johnson is one of the best goalkeepers against Sporting Kansas City in mm-hmm. MLS all time. Yeah. You know, he's up there with, like, you know, like Tim Howard. And and uh, uh, that's the only one that's coming to mind because I know he was a big, big deal. But yeah. that's good company. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, I mean – He's a good keeper. He, he was in the U.S. men's national team picture for a little while, and then he kind of fell off and has, has never really worked his way back in. But, I mean, he's got an international experience. He was a big signing for, for NYCFC when they got him. So um, he was with the fire, I think, for a bit. Was that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a good player. Um, if Daniel puts that ball, you know, a couple feet to the left or right, that might be a goal because Sean Johnson was backpedaling to save it. But, um Hey, good start. Yeah. And then not Hitting even that on the volley though. Hitting that on the volley, even on target is a uh, admirable man. And Daniel's been a workhorse too, man. They've always, they've talked about his cardio uh, extensively and it's uh, the dudes, the dudes working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it only took about another minute off of a, a Remy Voltaire corner. Um, Courtney Ford almost found the corner of the net off of a header and and it was he was just you know inches away from johnny russell finding it on the back post too but two minutes in you have two quality chances against the reigning mls champs suddenly you're like okay this this is looking like maybe peter's onto something here i think you gotta give him credit so yeah i don't know i mean it, it's it was a new thing and it was it was you know stifling the the attack it was doing mm-hmm. well you know nycfc had a chance around the seven minute mark and then um, you know, one of their better chances of the first half came in uh, the 34th minute. And, and this was really because of a, a really bad giveaway from Uri Rosell. Uh, you know, he had the ball and tried to play it back um, to uh, to Volader, I, I think it was, and uh, just totally misplays it. It's intercepted. NYCFC uh, gets on a breakaway, has a shot. Courtney Ford gets crossed up. But Tim Melia, man, he's not had the best season. But this was a, a, a result-saving save that he had in the first minute. Um, basically, point-blank, one-on-one, kept it 0-0. So, about all you can ask for, I think. Absolutely. Um, you know, and there, there are other chances. Uri kind of made up for it about five minutes later. Um, he had a, a, a steal deep in NYCFC territory. Johnny put the ball into uh, the box Daniel, man, Daniel, he wanted to score so bad. He slid, got on the end of this ball with his toe, redirects it on frame, and honestly, this is just a hell of a save from Sean Johnson because this probably should have been a goal. Um, But I thought, you know, throughout the whole first half, Sporting's attack looked decent. Yeah, at first glance, that ball looks like it's directly into the post. And then it's like, oh, no, Sean Johnson just being a beast again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely wild. That was on target. That was going to go in just inside the post in, into oh, the yeah. back of the net. Just unbelievable. If it's uh, if it's a little lower, I mean, maybe that sneaks by him if it's on the ground. But that's you know, it popped up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think even just the skill to be able to re- to, to connect with it and redirect it on target. Um, yeah. From from Daniel Shallowy, like you said, he's been a workhorse. You know, 
maybe the goals aren't coming at the same clip they were last year, but but they will, and and he's he's getting in dangerous positions. So, yeah, totally. Second half, uh, maybe a little bit more NYCFC on the attack. I mean, if you look at the stats, obviously after the game, it was what like seventy five twenty five. Robert Volader had maybe a game saving. Uh, I guess you could call it a tackle in the 55th minute. Um, he was sort of, he, he fell down in the box. Um, NYCFC player had almost a point blank shot. He kind of kicked it away. They sort of traded barbs, you know, throughout the rest of, uh, of, of the half. Johnny Russell almost scored in the 75th minute off of a deflection. But all in all, I mean, the average age of this back line for the NYCFC game was 23 years old. Wow. 23, because you got Ndenbe, uh, Courtney Ford, Volader, and Cam Duke on the yeah. road against the reigning MLS Cup champions on a small field. That's, That's a pretty hard. wild stat, man, to track the age of a defensive line, you know? so mm-hmm. The only real bad defensive error um, outside of the – by the back line, I guess, really, um, was when Cam Duke – I don't know if you remember, he tried to usher the ball out and sort of box out Maxi Morales. And uh, the ball just was probably moving a little too slow for him to really try to do that. And Morales slips around him, actually got the ball on the end line, and Duke almost fell down. And thankfully, Melia came out and was able to punch the ball away. But that's probably a learning moment for Cam Duke right there. That was pretty wild. That would have uh, that would have been very sad to see us lose that in that fashion. It would have been would have been heartbreaking, but... You know, when it's all said and done, 0-0 draw on the road. Um, you know, Peter said to get out of here with a point is something we should be very happy about. We always say get a draw on the road and you're in good shape. So I look at this and I think all things yeah. considered, it's a positive. You have to say that. I mean, if you would say at any other time, any other season, that a draw on the road is positive, then you have to say it now, despite recent form uh, uh, for us. Mm-hmm. And it showed, even though people don't think he can change, this strategy employed by Peter, whether <laughs> out of change. whether out of necessity or out of you know a tactical mind, was vastly different than what we see Sporting KC do in other games. He changed the formation, and this was not a possession-based game. Generally speaking, yeah. for at home, you expect possession to be about sixty forty in SKC's favor. When we're on the road, a lot of times it's a little bit closer to 50-50. This was 75-25. They had 729 passes to our 260. This was a total shift. It was a defensive-minded strategy trying to push for a goal on the counter. And it almost worked. We almost got out of there and stole three points. And you could argue maybe we should have. Well, and he decided to, you know, he figured he'd change up formations twice in one week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With the, the open cup game. So he, he's listening to us. He knows what's going on. <laughs> he's know? listening to this podcast specifically. Oh, hundred percent. Peter, come on the yeah. podcast. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, speaking of coming on the podcast, we know what y'all expect. We have seen the tweets. Oh, yes. oh we, boy. We know the Twitter pact that was made. We've manifested the bromance. We've watered the flower. <laughs> When you water the seed, it grows, it's a flower, <laughs> you harvest the roots, that kind of thing. 
We've been doing this dance with Nikola Voinovich off and on throughout the year since he signed. And he's right. told us we're low key best friends. He's told us when I score, I'll come on. I'll be your official Serbian and Croatian correspondent for the World yep. Cup. Not Siberia, stuff. Serbia. Not, yeah. <laughs> Very similar spelling. Yeah, that was a, a pre-recording uh, mix-up. <laughs> <laughs> Siberia and one. Serbia are not the same thing. No. So, um, he's not on this podcast today. We tried. It's tough when the game ends at like almost midnight, and then you're like, "Hey, can you come on literally tomorrow?" And it's like, "Well," but we're we're fingers crossed. Looks like we might have him next week. So, that's the plan. Tuned. I can't believe you just put that out into the ether because now something's gonna happen. I didn't feel like I could ignore it because when I put out a call for questions today, do yeah. not, and even before I put out the call for questions, there was like people after people after people who were like, Voinovich, he scored. It's a thing. You said. It's a thing. <laughs> and it's not us. We haven't even made it a thing. It's him. I mean, why, Nicola, why are you so obsessed with us? Like, <laughs> he's just a, come on the podcast already. He's just a nice, funny dude. And, you know, he was at the press conference last night after the Dallas game and he's just having fun and, cracking jokes a little bit and, and whatnot yeah. so uh, i'm excited to hopefully talk to him next week we'll see i'm excited dude i need to hear uh you know things i'm looking forward to i need to hear uh shocking revelations such as <laughs> Ilya's favorite movie was titanic blew my mind <laughs> absolutely blew my mind when that happened so i'm yep. like i need to know things man like what kind of what kind of music you listen to if it's Serbia stuff, okay. What what kind of American music you listen to? I don't. <laughs> okay. what, what, what was your first impression of Kansas City when you got here? Uh, yeah. What barbecue have you tried? When can right. we go eat it together? Who's your best friend on the team right now? Are you kicking it with people? You know what I mean. Do you want to kick it with us? Out of your shirt. Oh shit! Surely not. Surely Has not. Stomped on the windshield of your car and shattered it. Oh my God. You probably didn't even know about some of these stories. Yeah. Stay away from Johnny. It sounds like is the moral of the story. Sounds about um, right. But so, Hey, one or zero, zero draw. You get a point. It, it's, it's not three, but it moves you that much closer up in the standings. Uh, you know, we're still three points off of uh, eighth place, which is right there at that playoff line. So, yeah. you know, anything can happen. So, yeah. It's, absolutely we're about i think we're about uh what are they saying like almost a third of the way through the season you know mm -hmm. and uh it it, it feels it, it hurts right now right let's be honest it, it sucks at this moment but like it is not gloom and doom it is not done dude even if know. you got to squeeze into the playoffs worse teams than us have done that mm -hmm. you know what i mean so and granted the, our last three mls regular season games have been draws but we're unbeaten in our last three in MLS play, and we're unbeaten mm -hmm. in our last four across all competitions. When when a season is going as poorly as this one started, you got to take small victories. And I almost got mad at yeah. someone in my mentions last night because I, I sent out a tweet uh, when um, we were down 2-1. The game hadn't tied up yet. The red card hadn't happened yet. And I sent something out. And I was like, look, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. But one thing's for sure, Sporting KC was the better side in this second half. Like, mm -hmm. unequivocally, Sporting KC was the better side. And I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, yay for moral victories. And I was like, <laughs> it's okay to look at something and be like, where are the positives? And is there something we can build on? And then nah, even dude. after we took the lead and I, I like get the eyeball emojis back to him. And he's like, win or lose point still stands. And I'm like, some people I think just generally want to be miserable mm. sports fans. Some people like to be mad. 
and that's okay. You you bless them and move on and and hang out with the people who make you happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there this game, this US Open Cup game, we're gonna talk about it all. The first half was terrible, and we're gonna talk about what happened, the changes that were made, Peter's fiery halftime speech and everything. Um this is a potential turning point in the season. And these next few games, Portland, Colorado, San Jose, those are three big games against three teams that very well might be fighting for playoff spots that you get, you know, five, six points out of these next three games. Suddenly you're right back in the middle of that playoff hunt. It's easy to turn this thing around if you can build on an impressive, resilient result against Dallas in the Open Cup. Sure. Now, I sense that we're transitioning that way. So I want to tell you what I'm thinking going into this Open Cup game. I wanted to think positively and be like, we could put out a first choice lineup. But then I was like, damn, dude, we just played Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's three Tuesday. days. Huh? Yeah. It's, and it's a Tuesday game. So three days, not enough time to recover, especially for the people covering the most amount of ground. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of thought we'd see same defenders and nope that was all (laughs) pretty much changed Mm -hmm. we got the lineup and i was just like oh so that's what we're doing and you text me and you said this is bad this is real bad (laughs) and i said hey we do have firepower on the bench for what it's worth something could happen later Mm -hmm. when they come on and really make a difference you know uh did i think we'd go down by a goal less than 10 minutes in i did not no. Because the game was very slow. They were trying to feel each other out, right? And then, uh, buddy, what what's going on with my guy, Fantas? I mean, he's he's scary, right? Mm-hmm. And not in a good way. He, So he was the captain last night, and I think that was purely out of necessity because he was the Seniority, most if you will. player on, on, on the team. I mean, sure. who else are you going to – it's not going to be Felipe Hernandez, nothing against him, but it's not going to be him. Uh, you know, could be Johnny's, Pulse Camp. He's been in the system longer, but like he's still 21. You but know, he's still young. I mean, your other option, I guess, is Ben Sweat, just because he's the old MLS veteran. But he hasn't been with SKC for more than a few games. So yeah, it's, it's Fontas by, by default. Fontas, which is interesting, because Fontas is the one who's kind of in the PV doghouse for MLS play because Volader and Courtney Ford have been playing pretty well. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Now, again, Peter Vermees doesn't play anything other than a four-three-three. Uh, different formation. This was a three-five. Stupid voices. This was a three-five-two, and you know what? It didn't work. <laughs> like, turns it wasn't out great. that the four-three-three probably would have been the better choice. But if we would have run out a four-three-three, and then the first half would have gone the way it did, people would have been like, "The four-three-three doesn't work." So you know, you know, it looked kind of like a a, a three-two-four-one or whatever on the uh, on the lineup sheet. Something like yeah. that. I was like, oh, this is weird. So just one forward? Okay. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, I mean, it was listed as a three-man back line. I mean, Caden Pierre and Spencer Glass, who had just been signed from SKC2 on like a short-term loan, were playing wingbacks. It was kind of interesting because Spencer Glass was pushing so far up the left side. It, it I was almost, like, is he our forward? It, it kind crazy. Of, it kind of turned into a four-man back line because Slut was basically playing left back and Spencer Glass was almost playing like left wing. He was so far up the field. Uh, but He's kind of quick, too. And I think he's kind of a bigger dude, maybe. I can't really tell. Maybe it's the, the haircut that makes me think he's uh, 
a big badass or something. <laughs> he went from left wing back in this game to just straight up right wing. I was like, what is that? What is this angle? This dude's crisscrossing all over the field. And, and I didn't hate it. I don't think we see him again, uh, uh, but it's, no. I didn't hate it at all. I mean, he got his minute. There was one um, late in the game, one cross. He almost got in. I mean, he flew in like a goddamn missile with his big old bald head trying to fly into the box and get a header yeah. in the ball, and he just about did it. He got up there, man. It was yeah. uh, it was exciting. And, and I always think, like, I hate that people don't go to these Open Cup games. Okay? But let me tell you, I get it that it's a weeknight. Sometimes people don't go to SKC weeknight games. It mm-hmm. is what it is. We'll, we'll see next Wednesday, actually. I believe we got Colorado at home. Right. But the, uh, you know, a lot of people don't go to these Open Cup games because they know or they have a feeling that we're just going to roll out some some run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. kids, okay, mm-hmm. some academy products. And, and we did for the most part. But, like, I go. I go because, one, I like to watch soccer. Two, these kids, if you will, and – grown men still need to uh, uh be supported right i mean are you a fair weather fan of just the first team or do you care about the club as a whole right it's not about the team it's about the club dude mm-hmm. and everyone in that organization and that's them as well so i loved it i had a great night and how many people have we heard over this year be like got to play some of the kids the first team isn't getting it done and so like <laughs> okay now we're gonna do it and people like i don't really want to go like Buddy, this it is, was pretty scary. This isn't there. a competitive lineup. And it's like, you can't yeah. have it. Again, it's like some people just want to be miserable. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, why doesn't PV rotate? Why doesn't he use his bench? And then when he rotates the entire team, be like, that's not a competitive lineup. But I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know who left 80, 90 minutes in. So you know, there's some people that were like, absolutely. It just ain't happening. It just ain't happening. Then boom, seven minutes stoppage time and freaking extra time forced. Right. Greatest Tuesday I've had in a long time. So yeah. much fun. I had a buddy who was there with his his two uh two kids and cool. um, we were we were texting there a, a little before and um I hadn't seen like he was tweeting some about it and and I I didn't see him tweet for like the last 10 15 minutes of the game and I was like, "Oh no, did he leave?" Like so after the red card happened and we tied it up, I texted him. I was like, "I hope you stayed because this game is wild." And he was like, we're still here. School's going to suck tomorrow, but we're sticking it out. Like, and and it's it's pretty cool. You want to know what the turning point of this game was from a crowd standpoint, when they Uh, showed Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey on the screen, the crowd went nuts and it reinvigorated the energy from the like 8,000 people that were in the stadium. They said it was like 14,000 or whatever, but yeah. They might have sold fourteen thousand tickets, but it was it was not fourteen thousand. Oh, they said almost fifteen, actually fourteen nine twenty two. But uh, you're right, man. Like when they everyone went crazy, and I was like, "Well, that's the loudest it's been all game." Right. <laughs> and that, but then, like, I, I mean, I asked Kyrie about it in the post game. I was like, "Yeah." I, I didn't try to make it specifically about Mahomes and Kelsey. I mentioned that they were there. I think he thought I was asking, "Wasn't it cool that Mahomes and Kelsey were there?" But. Um, <laughs> Did do you know them? Like, do you hang out? <laughs> Have you? T- are you friends? Um, <laughs> but what I was trying to say is, like, in the second half, the crowd was getting more into it. Chances were coming. The energy was kind of building. Then they show Mahomes and Kelsey. It kind of was an adrenaline shot that took that energy to the next level. And then as the chances kept coming and coming and coming, I just felt the crowd getting more and more into it. And then the red card. And then the the game tying goal. Ninety eighth minute is the latest 
regulation goal in the history of sporting KC across all competitions. Yeah. See, see, you missed the part where, uh, uh, the, the 61st minute where the, that that's where the game changed. We brought a goal back, mm-hmm. boom, Voinovich scored. And right away I was like, he's coming on the podcast. He's <laughs> fucking coming out. You know? People were tweeting us immediately. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. Why is he so obsessed with us? I don't know, but I'm telling you the, <laughs> the 60th minute when they made these substitutions, by the way, sucks for Voinovich to get pulled off right after scoring, but right. I think they were planned substitutions if they we were. were in trouble. So you can't you can't stray. I mean, he puts Kyrie in, he puts Daniel in, and I'm like, oh, and then Remy, and I was mm-hmm. like, where's my guy Johnny? You're not gonna put Johnny in? Well, another 13 minutes or so, Johnny comes on. And I'm like, this game is about to be turned on its head yeah. because these guys are gonna come in with this freaking chip on their shoulder, like. We drew to Dallas a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We need to come in, show these young guns on the squad, you know, that we're leaders, dude. Let's lead mm-hmm. this team to victory. Let's go. And this was the first time all year in all competitions that Sporting KC had scored more than two goals. So, wow, that's interesting. You know, we'd only uh, scored two goals once um, against Dallas a couple, a couple weeks ago. Uh, outside of that, we only scored one goal or no goals in every single game. Four goals. I don't know another game. another fun stat. Uh on Sunday, SKC two went down pretty early in the first half, two nil. Mm-hmm. And then came back with four unanswered goals. There it is. To win four two. There it is. Saren how does defense. that and then how do we do that two days later? Like that's pretty crazy. A bizarre amount of goals scored in two days' time. Well, Three and days. if you look at what happened in the first half, so the first goal comes six minutes and fifty two seconds into the game, pulse camp basically gives the ball away now this is a bad mistake by pulse camp first off i am not at all absolving pulse camp of responsibility here but i'm also trying to point out okay they're playing out of the back you had ben sweat you had jake davis you had felipe hernandez um they're just kind of standing there nobody's moving sweat uh, I, I guess it was Fontas, not hernandez from far away they it looked like hernandez but sweat and 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 uh Pulse Camp are just basically kicking it back and forth. There's nowhere to go. So Pulse Camp tries to get back to Sweat. It gets intercepted by uh, Yara. And then Franco Yara just... This was not necessarily an easy finish either from the angle he put it in. Slid it past Pulse Camp 1-0. And and I just kind of had a bad feeling at that moment. I was like, this isn't good. (laughs) Um, I don't want the floodgates to open. Yeah, they were opening. It was going to be bad. I mean... But I, I, I told my wife there, I said, I said, Hey, we're, this could get bad, but we're not those people that, you know, leave early. No, I said, I, I, I never want to be that person. No. Uh, the only time I was and will continue to be that person is if it's a late game and uh, there's weather delay. Right. Cause if I can get home and watch the rest on TV, that's good. Right. If it was an afternoon game and weather delay, I'd probably stick it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I just, I'm just so so thrilled and still kind of buzzing off last night. So Oh, it was fun. I mean, the second goal came, 34th minute. Um, pretty good team goal from Dallas. Kave Rad kind of got sucked in by a dummy, which forced Caden Pierre to pull in, um, which left Edwin Monjoma basically wide open. And, and hey, credit to Monjoma because this was a hell of a shot. I mean, this, this is not an easy shot. Most of the time this isn't going to go in, but he put it away, 2-0. Not great, but you go into the half, and apparently – 
Peter told the team at halftime because he came back out, changed up the formation. It was kind of like a 4-1, 4-1, pseudo 4-3-3, and then it went into a full 4-3-3. I guess he told the team at halftime, he goes, hey, that's my fault. I didn't get us ready enough with the tactics that we played. We didn't practice that enough. That's on me. We're shifting back to what we know. And it worked. So It did, yeah. It's pretty interesting. And then, like you said, 60th minute. Um, I don't know if you saw it at halftime. So he had a, a quick message for the team in the locker room, and then he came out onto the field, and he had Johnny, he had Daniel, he had Remy, uh, he had Kyrie, and he had Volader out on the field. And he had, he was giving them, like, a fiery speech. Like, nobody uh-huh. else was out on the field. It was just them. And, and Saw that. Kind of was like, okay, either he's super pissed at something, but I can't imagine that's a group of guys he's pissed at, or he's getting them fired up to come in. And, and you were exactly right. They were the, the super subs coming off the bench that changed this game. Oh, it was great, man. It's so great. And it, you know, at first, at first glance, you want to say, okay, we're not going to take this competition seriously, apparently. But it's like, on another hand, you don't want to hurt your people. The people that just played, you know, right. 80 some minutes on, on, uh, right. You know, Voinovich could start because he played like 10 minutes on Saturday, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was nice. It, It was, I don't know. I think we are taking it seriously. I'll be interested to see, you know, in Premier League, when they have FA Cup, they roll out like a whole different lineup, new goalkeeper, whatever. Right. And that squad will play the entire competition. Right. This I don't is, think we have that luxury. This is not you. So early round, I guess it's around the 30, 32 now, but yeah. early round for MLS team open cut games, I call them a no win situation because you can put out a first choice lineup and yeah you you might win especially when Dallas didn't exactly put out their A team either or somebody could get hurt Ozzy Cisneros got hurt early in the game now he's not a start a starter but it could have been a starter who went down in the 12th minute that wouldn't have been good true e- even if you win are you tiring out your starters who had just played 3 days ago and now you're you're making it harder for yourself in MLS play or you can put out what's basically an SKC two lineup and people get mad. There's kind of a no win situation here. Right. But now but who you, knows, you know, when's the next round of, of games, May 24th or 25th. We should know tomorrow. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll pick the, 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 yeah, the draw is tomorrow. The draws tomorrow. Yeah. If we'll host or not. So cause there's more games than 25th. To, That's in two yeah. weeks. There's more games tonight. I think. Yes. So there's, there's still some right. games tonight. Um, well, that's the thing. If it's twenty, I mean, we would play on the twenty fifth because we have a game on the twenty second. Probably, yeah. That's away at San Jose, so you're looking at the same situation then, mm-hmm. and we the travel and everything. Close we'd probably be playing a B team, if you will. Maybe, or yeah. or depending on how things go. I mean, at that point, you're in the round of sixteen. Do you play more of your starters because you're like we're in the quarterfinals? This is but you're going that whole week, dude. They got three games in seven days. They're going Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. It'd be better if they went Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, but it's going Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be not rough. looking good. It, maybe we see a little bit of rotation in the MLS game, depending on how the, the next you couple think? of games go. I, I don't, if, if we win the next two games, and we get six points heading into San Jose, then probably not seeing the rotation in the MLS game. 
But if we lose the next couple of games and it's starting to look like, okay, we're getting a little bit more out of it, and it's like we're, if we're being realistic, our best chance at a cup is the U.S. Open Cup this year. Maybe I don't know. So. I, I, who knows? Interesting. But 60th minute, that's like you said, things changed. This was a bad defensive giveaway from uh, FC Dallas. Voinovic was there. He takes one touch right at the top of the box, sets it down, and then he's just about at the penalty spot, puts it away. It's a goal. Suddenly we pull one back. The subs were already lined up for him to come out before he even got this goal. And at that point, you've already made your tactical choice. So you don't want to sort of blow up the whole game plan. Right. Um, and he, he made a comment like post game was just like, well, would have liked to try to score another one, but I got right. subbed out. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, you didn't get subbed out because you scored. Like it was no. you were about to get subbed out if you missed that goal anyways. You know what I mean? Right, and and let's be honest. So the first 15 minutes of the second half were, were much better than the first half. And it's not fair to, to Voinovich or Janis, really, to judge their offensive abilities based on what we saw because the the 3-5-2 was not working. The team they were playing with was not a first-choice team. Granted, I think Caden Pierre actually played pretty well. I'd like to see oh, maybe a little bit more of him. That dude quick. He's fast. That dude real quick. So he earned my trust a little bit to... to get into some more MLS minutes, especially if Zeus hurt. So Yes, and I don't wanna I don't wanna hype this too much, man, because it's not like Dallas was playing their starters. No. You know, I mean it, it was careful. I don't want to get too hype. I'm trying to stay trying to stay humble here, but it's uh it's exciting. Okay. It was right. fun. But red card comes in the ninety seventh minute. Very clear red card. Uh Jose Martinez take just clean, cleans out Daniel. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and he tried to... that would even have an impact. Like someone on Twitter, I can't remember who said it was like, well, it's a clear red card. Not sure it matters. Mike Coon. Not to put him on blast. Mike I like Coon. Mike. Old takes exposed. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. I love it. I like Mike. And to his credit, two minutes later, he goes, well, I was wrong. Yeah. Because then insane. was it Remy Voltaire who takes the corner kick and uh, Jean East with a damn masterful header. My goodness. Uh, he just, didn't even like nick it. He turns his head. He knows where he wants that ball to go. He goes from the opposite corner of the six yard box to the directly opposite corner of the goal. That thing traveled 20 yards in air perfectly. Now I'll tell and you, there's a lot of luck involved beautiful. with scoring headers. Sometimes yes. a lot of luck, a lot of things need to go your way, yes. but this was so fun to have this happen right in front of my, my seats over there. It was crazy. Well, and suddenly that happens. Now it's 2-2. You know you're about to go into extra time. And I forgot there was extra time, by the way. I was like yeah. expecting penalties, and I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So 2-2 yeah. going into extra time, you're up a man. At this point, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to take the lead and score. And you and they just they kept it on. I mean, the combination, people might get mad at me. Johnny, Kyrie, Daniel, and Johnny's underneath, they looked good. Dude, Johnny's fast too, man. Johnny was cutting people up as he tends to do, mm-hmm. but he he's, I don't know. He looks faster than usual and I get it. He was also semi-fresh for that entire extra time period as he subbed on in the 74th minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he still had his legs underneath him. He did. And uh, it was the 94th minute where Remy Voltaire found Janis. Jani's running with the ball, as Peter said, loves running with the ball, not so much without the ball, but he, he looks <laughs> good with the ball. He found Kyrie with a perfectly weighted pass. Kyrie puts it on frame. Uh, then 
bounces off the back of Edwin Cirillo into the net. It's technically an own goal. Here's what I'm going to say before people start to discount the Kyrie setup here. First off, Johnny's did most of the hard work. Acknowledged. But Kyrie, his advantage, now he's got to put balls in the back of the net, but his advantage has always been his off-ball movement. And this is another perfect example. He started in the middle of the field, cut inside behind the Dallas defender, found an open space, put the ball on frame with pace from close range that forced a foot save, which caused a deflection, which caused a goal. That doesn't happen if Kyrie's off-ball movement doesn't happen. And then, in the second half of extra time, the 113th minute, again, it was Cirillo. People are like, oh, it's a really bad giveaway. But again, it doesn't happen without Kyrie's effort. Kyrie's there busting his ass all game, makes the steal, has a good touch, and then puts it away off of his left foot. Do not take these goals away from Kyrie and try to discount them as just luck or bad luck. Like, these are the types sure. of things that can be pivotal moments for a player and a team in a season. Yeah, first one... Uh... It happened so fast, by the way, for Kyrie. And I, I thought from where I was, I don't know, even on the video replay, it was so weird. It looked like it came off of Kyrie's face. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, Kyrie kicked it and it came off that dude's back. But you're right, man. We pressure. We pressure. That's how Voinovich got his goal. That's how Kyrie got those two, uh, which they're not giving the first one to him, obviously. But that second one was just the dagger, man. Just sealing it uh, for Kyrie's first career open goal for SKC mm-hmm. and uh we move on man and it could not feel better and the, it was it was a hot day yesterday but damn it if it didn't feel nice that night yeah it was a beautiful night it was good and i think it's just we you know we're i, I know we're getting close to when we're going to have to stop recording for today so we're not going to be able to get through all of, all of the questions that we have but um we got a lot speed of round. Pe- we'll speed round it we got a lot of people who are saying things like um you know, Anjo, uh, Anthony Sami. I don't know how you say the name. I apologize. I butchered that. But he goes, the Kyrie Shelton experiment received a much needed second win with an own goal and another catastrophic defensive error. Well played, Kyrie. And so it's just like a lot of comments like that that I feel like people are trying to take away the fact that Kyrie scored. Um, Ian Seibert, he's been a longtime listener. I get it. But he said, Voinovich scoring and getting immediately subbed out has got me heated. And before we all forgive Shelton, his two tallies were an own goal and a gift of a goal. And that's two, maybe three goals in 15 games. Still totally unacceptable. Um, SKC Fan TV. Moving on. Moving forward. (laughs) Right. I mean, even SKC Fan TV said, you know, Shelton defending needs to stop. I just need people to just, let's just enjoy what was a good performance. Sure. Like, it's okay. And when he, if and when he turns the corner, um, people will jump right back on board and sure be the biggest fans in the world, and that, that's okay. And I love, dude, I love this because we all have different views, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be angry, be angry. Sure, that's fine. Go ahead and and diminish things. It's fine. Uh, me, like if someone else from if if a Dallas fan that I know is talking to me, like, oh, well, yeah, Kyrie Shelton got gifted those, and I'd be like, oh, you know what, you got gifted. A plane ticket home. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. We have uh, Sporting Casey Daily said, how would you manage the team for Saturday's game at Portland with us going into extra time last night? I mean, it'll be starting lineup, right? It'll be starter. Yeah. We'll see a first choice, I would think. Yeah, I think so too. I I, I don't, you know, 30, 40 minutes from, from the starters, 
um, on Tuesday and they don't play again until Saturday, I think we have the yeah, full, that's good time. Eleven, that's good time. If it was if it was a Wednesday game, that'd be a little different. Um, however, if it was a Wednesday game, we might have seen a first choice lineup last night. So mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, Frosty says, do we continue to put emphasis in our formation on the defense going forward using three in the back with wing backs? I believe we can find success defensively with time, but even after last night with the countless mistakes, can we afford the 4-3-3? See, this is a question that confuses me because we looked terrible in the 3-5-2, and then we switched to 4-3-3 and things things went well. And the defense has been good the last four or five games for the most part. So. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's uh, uh, Fontas got cut up. Courtney Ford's been doing great. Volader's been playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our outside backs. And, and let's, let's be honest, dude, Ben Sweat, nothing to write, uh, take away from him. If you saw his shirt last night, it was swimming pool wet. <laughs> that man was soaked to the bone because he was name. he was running, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, your, na- your last name offends me. It's so goddamn hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh he was working and you can't take any credit away from him he was uh you know trying trying to do big things out there yeah we had a couple comments about Caden pierre thomas f says uh Caden pierre is a very fast man i want more Caden, <laughs> especially with zussi out with injury and then uh megan boylan said Caden pierre was impressive after he got a feel for the game definitely better than i expected would have liked to see him and johnny play together for a bit on that right side yeah, a little overlap action. Caden, mm-hmm. Caden's quick, man. Don't sleep on him. Uh, I think when Zeusy's healthy, he'll work his way back in, obviously, because it's Graham Zeusy, and he's a, a god's man. But Caden's uh, doing good things. Yeah. So um, thank you to everybody who had questions. I know you, a lot of people asked them, and we had a lot of similar questions. So if we didn't get to you, you know, maybe next week we'll try to circle back um, if it makes sense. Um but we got Portland this weekend, last couple minutes here. Uh, Portland lost to LAFC, so they're coming off a, a disappointing result in the Open Cup. Um, LAFC's great, though, so <laughs> can't say much. No. Uh, but, Aren't but, they? Yeah. They're, no, they're really Oh, okay. okay. I, was say, I was saying, like, no, that you can't say much because Portland lost to gotcha. LAFC. Like, that's an expected result in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, uh, Saturday's a big day, man. You got Casey Current playing at 530, and then Sporting mm-hmm. plays at 9. Portland's a tough place to play, but I'm hoping they can take confidence from this game and use this as a pivotal moment for the season going forward and translate this to MLS play. We'll see if they can do it, but I hope. Yeah. So, a um, couple other things that I just want to mention. Did you see that our uh, old buddy Luis Martins signed with the Vancouver Whitecaps? I did see that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so we'll see if he plays, but we play Vancouver, I think, four games from now, I want to say. So, we might see... Uh, Luis Martins again there. And um, be remiss if we didn't talk about it, but Seattle Sounders, first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League. Did you right. watch the game? Are you happy for them? How are you feeling? I didn't watch the game. Uh, I'm happy that you know MLS got the proverbial monkey off the back, if you will. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's cool. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, they're super high in the power rankings. I thought power rankings <laughs> only, only took into account uh, – you know, fucking MLS, but I guess not. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me as much because if you want something to only take into account MLS that you can look at the standings. I mean, I think we all know in reality, Seattle's one of the three best teams probably in MLS and and they've just been, they've been playing for CCL 
and and they're below us in standings right now, but they're gonna they're gonna end up hosting a playoff game this year. Yeah, probably. Um, but hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not. I don't know. Uh, but hey, shout out. Look, I'll say this: I'd rather it be Seattle that won this than Atlanta. Being yes, the first yes, you've said that before. Um, and the only other thing I will say is I know we've had uh, our our run-ins with Austin fans as you know over the last year and a half. Uh, because they're we're not engaging with that they have made enemies of the entire league yeah they're they're gross everybody hates them yeah doyle's out here dunking on them and they have this like weird inferiority complex where they're like imagine us one day winning the cc and i'm like just relax calm down weird try beating san antonio before you start talking ccl oh shit yeah enjoy the open cup wait wait a minute my god Austin, shut well, up. That's just yeah. We're not going to engage with the with those bozos if they no. come at us. So there no you go. More. We're above Austin. So and we I don't know, man. bozos lately. It's a new thing. <laughs> this uh, this was a wild emotional week for Sporting KC fans. I'm I'm feeling you know a sliver of hope more than I have in, in a while. So we'll see what happens. But but I'm 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 excited. I'm feeling good. Feeling good, man. I I don't know how things will go against a decent Portland team this weekend, but. Uh, you know, I, I am allowed to make predictions since I manifested the, <laughs> the Voinovich goal uh, yesterday. So I, I'm i kind of sensing another draw on the road, man. I don't know if it's nil-nil or what, but I, I'm sensing a draw. It just feels, uh, you know, Kusradamus has it going on. Cool. Well, I think that if we get a <laughs> <Cool>. draw, <laughs> Kusradamus, I think if we get a draw, that's a that's a successful result. A win obviously would be great, but hey, totally. Just keep getting points on the road, and we're fine. Absolutely. So, anyway, I think that's uh, that's about all we got for our good listeners this week. You got anything else? Sounds about good to me, man. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure you leave that five star rating and review if you have not yet done so. Uh, check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at no other pod. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod, or shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get some merch, you can go to bit.ly.com slash no other pod. I think there's a sale going on right now. It's like $14 t shirt. So if you haven't gotten your t shirts, go on hmm. there. Maybe we'll look at uh, trying to get some new designs in there at some point in the not too distant future, freshening it up a bit. I don't know. We'll see. Decent. Yeah. So, but uh, thank you so much. Appreciate y'all waiting for the slightly later episode this week. Uh, But we'll be back with you next week. We'll see if it's another victory pod or what. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. We'll see you soon, Voinovich. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.